This is Nets and Bolts, a show for fans of hockey, and especially the Tampa Bay Lightning, hosted by Mike Gallimore. So let's get right on to it. The Lightning uh, played two back-to-back sets, uh, one on Tuesday and Wednesday night against Carolina, home and away, and then uh, another home and away set against Nashville Friday and Saturday. The Lightning finished 1-2-1 and one over the uh, stretch. Their only win coming on Friday, 3-1 to one victory come from behind there in the third period, thanks to uh, Nikita Kucherov in particular's two goals. Um, but I really wanted to, to harp on the Carolina games, uh, harp, uh, dress the Carolina games. Uh, you know, it's only preseason, uh, you know, you're not trying to read too much into this, uh, with the rosters and flux from game to game, you're getting obviously certain looks at certain players. Um, but having said that Carolina delivered two pretty decisive curb stompings. That was, uh, my score of five nothing, and it really wasn't close, um, especially at even strength, where Carolina had a sizable chunk of the uh, shot shares, uh, upwards of 65, 70 percent. How, depending on how you want to slice or dice it, um, expected goals, whatever. It was, it was all Carolina. Um, special teams, kind of a mixed bag, I, I guess. Uh, in power play, the Lightning really. Struggled to do much of anything those first two games uh, with the man advantage. And if you guys are going to try and hang your hat on something, um, well, okay. Uh, shorthanded, they, they were down uh, a man roughly 17 and a half minutes. Uh, and only gave up a goal. And despite perhaps uh, uh, giving up a number of, of uh, shots while shorthanded, they, they really did seem to uh, limit the quality of those opportunities. The uh, high danger and uh, shots and expected goals were, you know, kind of right in line with the, the, the results they got. So, again, it's it, you don't want to read too much into this. It's just it was something to watch. Uh, frustrating uh, from a rooting standpoint, but, you know, you've got to tip your cap and, and uh, whatever the uh, particulars when it came to the lineups – the, uh, the Hurricanes were ready, and they they really just handled the, uh, the Lightning. Um, as far as Friday and Saturday night, better efforts, I would say. Uh, super impressive by any stretch of the imagination, but um, certainly Friday night's roster, uh, there's, a certain, there's a talent infusion on the Lightning's end, um, and it, it really showed, especially uh, not just at evens, but... Um, uh, the man with the man advantage with the lightning compared to the other other three nights, uh, the lightning uh, had much more pace with the uh, with the power play. Uh, got notched their only power play goal. Um, they, they took twelve of their, their nineteen shots for the week, um, and they expected goals. There was a big jump uh, on Friday night as well. Again, not too not too surprising given who was in the lineup and and, and skating with those minutes, but. Um, common theme, uh, shorthanded was uh, a lot of goals against for four and four games and a lot of shots surrendered. I, I think the lightning did fair enough, a fair enough job. Um, 
limiting the spaces in which the opposition worked from, um, forcing, trying to force them from the outside. But uh, still, the, the results were uh, handily against them for those four games while shorthanded. Um, and they just really, I mean, I think the observations for the, the basic takeaways for the week, you know, they, they really struggled, Lightning did, um, for the bulk of their of the games. They, they struggled to really control the flow uh, and dictate the pace of play. Um, and they just took too many damn penalties. And I don't, there's really nothing novel here. If you were paying attention to these games, you would have, of course, seen the parade to the penalty box. Um, and that's just... Not a good recipe for success in the regular season, and so we hope, obviously, that gets tidied up. And you know, we might expect, given previous seasons, that it will, um, by virtue of who will be in the lineup, consistent on a much more consistent basis. Um, but yeah, two two uh, minutes shorthanded for every minute uh, spent on the PP. That's just that's that's not a good ratio. Um, and certainly, we'd like to see uh, the low event power play look a lot more like it was on Friday night moving forward. And, and again, there's no reason to really expect anything different um, or you know, there's no reason not to think that will uh, not be the case uh, as, as the uh, uh, regular season uh, takes off pretty soon. You know, we're going to see, again, a more consistent uh, lineup soon enough and um, the talent of, of the players who will, will be eating those minutes. Um, again, not really a, a concern moving forward, just something that, Lightning struggle with this week. Well, moving along, uh, what are the interesting stories, uh, storylines coming into training camp has to do with the bottom end of the Lightning's roster? Um, obviously, with the departures of, of Ryan Callahan, who's un- officially retiring, essentially, as uh, an injury that causing him to um, going LTIR, it was the plan for him, and he was shipped to Ottawa and part of a um, cash savings for cap savings deal uh, that GM uh, Julien Brisebois uh, maneuvered. Um, and, of course, Adam Ernie heading uh, north to Detroit um, to play under uh, uh, Steve Eisman, who's now obviously heading up the uh, Red Wings organization. Um, well, part of our answer came in the form of Pat Maroon, the big-bodied Pat Maroon, uh, who was signed just a few weeks ago. Um, but that really is still left, you know, a, a spot or two, especially maybe up front, depending on what they do with the uh, with the D, how many how many D they run uh, at the start of the regular season. And uh, so, all eyes and speculation, I guess. Uh, really fell to a, a handful of players. Um, uh, certainly, you know, uh, right off the bat, you know, Danek Martell came to mind as a player who uh, hadn't really got much of a chance last season, spent most nights scratched, but kept him up with the uh, the main roster. But uh, a handful of players, uh, or a group of other players who played with Syracuse and, and Carter Verhege, uh, Alex Volkov, Mitchell Stevens, and Alex Barry Boulay, um, Perhaps we could have done some handicapping ahead of time. Uh, Volkov, in particular, uh, seemed you know there seemed to be a tell with by his arriving early in Tampa and skating out of the uh, iSports forum with regulars. It seemed to be an indication he was gonna 
get a nice long looking camp here. He he did right coming across the pond, uh, the big pond, a couple years ago after being drafted. Have himself a, a nice uh, training camp then, and and delivered yet another strong camp last year uh, before being sent back to Syracuse. And so here he is. Um, and and the thing with Volkov is he does he still waivers uh, exempt, and and that's something to keep in mind. But. Uh, again, he, we might have expected him to, to be getting a very serious look here, even before this week played out. Uh, Verhage, on the other hand, is uh, who had such a great season for Syracuse last year, uh, really a revelation uh, for the crunch and, and uh, eye-opening season, really, I think, for the organization, and wanted to build on that, obviously. And the thing about Verhage is he is waivers eligible, and might be difficult to uh, send him through. I get claimed, so you might have expected the Lightning would be strongly tempted to uh, uh, set aside a spot for him, uh, so long as he held his own and, and showed well. Um, Mitchell Stevens spent a lot, you know, a lot of last season injured, but uh, when he was in the lineup uh, for the Crunch, uh, certainly gave them a bolt, uh, a jolt. Uh, he was uh, very good, very good in in the stretch, uh, and there was some thought, perhaps, with the role that perhaps Lightning would be looking to fill, um, especially maybe a fourth line play that maybe Stevens um, would make a, a lot of sense, a speedy, uh, tenacious option. But uh, again, he's he's still on his entry level contract, and and like Volkov could. Uh, be sent back to, to Syracuse without having to, to worry about waivers. Um, and with Barry Belay, more of the same, although uh, he's with his rookie season uh, with Syracuse, you, you think of him more of a, uh, of a top nine or especially top six player uh, long term. So uh, perhaps you would have maybe had him a little bit on the outside looking in, but um, depending on what he did, didn't camp, uh, might be able to uh, stretch stretch his time and perhaps uh, perhaps maybe even be a, become a serious challenger. But as it were, uh, as of now, Mitchell Stevens and Alex Barry Belay are back in Syracuse, or at least have been reassigned. Um, Martel and and Verhage and Volkov remain and. and at least in the case of Mitchell Stevens, it's maybe a little bit of a mixed uh, mixed bag. He he did sh- show well on the on the PK in the, his first game, although it was uh, much less noticeable the second time around. Um, but Alex Barry Belay, I I really got to say I was expecting a little bit more um, than we than we saw. He was really um, he was crushed. When he was on the ice, uh, he and his, his line mates, um, his on ice numbers were extremely low, uh, about 10% shot share uh, in, in roughly 30 minutes over the course of three games uh, at, at five on five. Um, and, and it wasn't much better. And however, you, however you want to look at it, um, he, did, he did benefit from a, a nice on ice shooting percentage there. Uh, Lightning did manage to score a goal in in those minutes he played, but really, I it was just a disappointing uh, 
um, three games. I, I don't think there's any way to really sugarcoat that. But hopefully he rebounds and um, chin up, you know, and Syracuse and puts a good campaign together. Um, there will be other opportunities to impress. Um, and, and really, we're kind of at a spot where I think I, I think I saw Jamel Smith still remains. Um, but looking at the the role that they're looking to fill here, uh, maybe that makes some makes some sense. Um, have a depth player like Smith uh, duking it out. But you know, at this point, I mean, Verhage and Volkov. They have shined. Martel has 15 penalty minutes. Uh, it's hard to make a real, real strong case for himself or for him. Berhegi and Volkov uh, really have, it's hard to argue they haven't set themselves apart. Uh, Verhegi with two goals and an assist. Uh, Volkov has a goal and, and certainly had several other good looks. Um, but beyond that, I mean, even the, the metrics uh, just jump out at you relative to their, to their peers. Uh, Vrhegi was basically treading water, at least in the, uh, the shot shares. And it, when you start looking at the uh, expected goals or, or the uh, high danger shots, I mean, uh, and he's holding his own. And Volkov, especially, um, the on ice results were, were very good relative to his peers. Um, 61% of the shots, uh, um, the Lightning managed with, with Volkov on the ice. And you like to see that. Uh, um, and again, just all around Volkov, uh, the, uh, the metrics were, were very impressive relative to his contenders. So, uh, again, it's just, it's, it's hard to see how those two, uh, right now, uh, aren't leading the way in terms of the running, uh, for the, uh, to round out the roster. Some pretty big news has dropped that has forced me to update a segment I previously recorded, which was an update of sorts, a very small update to the Braden Point situation. Um, really was just going to comment on a few things that the uh, notable things, the agent, uh, Jerry Johansson, who made a radio spot last week, um, had uh, discussed. And it's really irrelevant now uh, because thankfully, thank God. It's over. Uh, not that it was extremely protracted, but uh, the news has, has come out that Braden Point has signed uh, a three-year bridge contract. Uh, the terms have, have been revealed in, in some ways the whopper, in some ways not so much. A little disappointing, I think, to some, some folks uh, north of the border who were hoping to see uh, a much higher figure Tampa stuck with a much higher AAV, um, which again, as I, as I, I discussed and has been pretty obvious to a lot of commentators and over the past few months, uh, just really wasn't realistic from the, given the lightnings, uh, uh, cap dynamics, but Braden point, he's under contract and, uh, will presumably report to camp, uh, shortly, uh, a couple days or so. And, Julian Breesbaugh, the uh, GM, has revealed that Point had a surgery, uh, I believe, on, on both hips and, and will not be participating in games anytime soon, but will be back sometime fairly early in the season. Uh, and uh, at least, But he's under contract now, and that is very, very good news for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, and, and to kind of address the, uh, the terms, uh, his average annual value is cap charge, 
uh, 6.75 million, which is a little higher than I, I, I expected. Although I, I thought perhaps Tampa Bay would really, the organization would perhaps push this to the uh, to the brink. But it's clear the org did not want to to do this, and maybe there was some pressure applied there. The little bit of work of art by uh, the uh, uh, agent again, Johansson, uh, publicizing perhaps a couple details, maybe. Um, but it's really close to what I anticipated. I thought there was a range somewhere about five point five million to six point five million. I kind of guesstimated maybe it'd be around the midpoint, six million or so over three years, and. Uh, as I suggested, uh, I really thought signing bonuses uh, could play a role. That was, again, with the uh, now scrapped segment I recorded uh, uh, previously this weekend. I was kind of maybe – I elaborated a little bit on um, perhaps the tax implications of the signing bonuses that I, I expected might play a, cl- a critical role in closing a deal. Well, here we are, and the details are out, and it turns out the uh, first two years um, – the Braden Point received signing bonuses, 4.25 million uh, in signing bonuses um, in 2019, 2020, the upcoming season, and, and 3.5 million uh, in year two. So he's really he's rocking a base salary of of just a million dollars this upcoming season, and I, you know, there's time value of money that comes into play, but uh, especially from a, I think this is where the Lightning's tax situation, uh, being a uh, uh, no income tax state serves as a little bit of an advantage. Um, a few extra dollars that that uh, Braden Point will get to hold on to. And, and notable about this this contract in, in two things is, one, it's one of the richest, I think I, I saw it's the second highest uh, bridge deal, three-year bridge deal uh, a player has signed. Um, so, you know, there's no disrespect here. Uh, Braden Point, the team, you know, wanted to get a certain figure, wanted to be comfortable in the short term. Uh, with its its cap commitments and needed to uh, uh, keep the AAV down, and that's really what held off. You know, we get the cap crunch next uh, next summer. They really forced Tampa Bay to to push for a uh, a bridge. But he's but he's getting. You know, I, I saw some notion that Braden Point is perhaps uh, you know getting under market value. And I look certainly uh, he's he's worth a lot of money and. And I want to see you want to see players get every last dollar they can possibly uh, they can possibly earn. But the Lightning are, are by historical standards uh, paying him you know, pretty handsomely for a second deal, uh, especially on such short a term. And the cap percentage wise, um, and given the internal dynamics, you know, look at the team the team has paid previously. Um, you know, this is certainly a hike not just in dollar amount but also in percentage of the cap. Uh, above what the team paid Nikita Kucherov just three years ago. Um, so there, there's that front. And then on top of that, again, with the signing bonuses, Kucherov didn't receive any signing bonuses several years ago. So there's another perk, so to speak, that the team has uh, paid a premium, if you will. The team has paid uh, reflecting the importance that uh, uh, Braden Point represents to this organization as the as a pivot, a young pivot, Who's uh, uh, has scored at a at a pretty nice clip, uh, and and certainly the production has been very uh, very high uh, to this point in his career. So um, had a, arguably a career year last year, but 
they they, they recognize that they honor that, and I think this is a uh, some of the early assessments from the uh, uh, from many of the media. Uh, I think are spot on. This is a, a fair deal for for both sides, a win win uh, for both camp, the points camp, and also for the for the organization. Couldn't be happier for Braden. Couldn't be happier, obviously, with a rooting interest in the Lightning. Couldn't be happier for the team. Um, it does pass the buck a little bit here. I mean, we know uh, Braden Point is going to receive. I mean, you know, with his with his salary, uh, his, his qualifying number being so high, it's going to be a nine million dollar figure um, in year three after the after the exp- expiration of year three. The Lightning clearly have, they have every intent of extending him long term. Uh, there's no reason to believe that won't happen. Um, so he's he's set up now now for a really high further payday, you know, in, in just a few years short time. And uh, the Lightning have graduated that escalation, right? Instead of going from uh, just under a million dollars in in his entry level deal to his AAV to a, a much higher figure, they've 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 delayed the uh, the inevitable. <laughs> Um, past the buck a few years down the road, but again, it's all in, in to service the uh, the depth the Lightning is trying to maintain. Um, we know it's going to be tight next summer with the RFAs again, stuff that we've, we've I've addressed previously, others have addressed. Um, we know it's going to be tight. You know, I'm sure there's some players, uh, well, per- perhaps even a particular player that perhaps sees some writing on the wall. Uh, you know, there's plenty of time for roster speculation down the road. Uh, we know there's going to be uh, changes to this roster over the next couple of years. Um, you know, the, the GM, uh, Julian Brisebois, has been very clear uh, in setting that expectation. Uh, he, he's not beating around the bush. Um, to this point, they've been able to avoid uh, um, some key subtractions. But, you know, it, this is the nature of the beast. Um, we knew this was kind of coming. But Point has made at least by signing this short-term uh, three-year bridge uh, at this particular 6.75 million figure uh, cap charge, at least it makes the job a little bit easier than it otherwise would be. So we're very happy in lightning land. Congratulations, Braden, on your new deal. I hope you put that money to good use. And of course, uh, congrats to, to, to Julian Brisebois for uh, avoiding a, a public row, right? <laughs> I this drag out any longer than it needed to. I think we might expect the team and player are going to be better off uh, for having done so. All aboard the Mikhail Shalagan train. Oh, man. I've been waiting to toot his horn here. Um, I, I Look, I've got receipts, okay? I sent a couple texts out to buddies. We'll will vouch for me. And, and, uh, of course, uh, I, I told Chad at bold prospects, uh, in the, in the midst of development camp, I said, get hyped, <laughs> get hyped for this kid. Um, I have not been this excited about a seventh rounder since Andre Pilat. And that's not to put undue expectations on, on Shalag. And I, I, you just, you, sometimes you just see a guy and you have a, see a player and you see, um, you project out obviously and you're, you just like what the, the, the package that's there. I mean, it's a solid foundation. Um, no, is is he um, uh, finally a finely tuned skater? No, I mean he's he's got a, a ways to go, and and uh, I know they'll have him working with Barb Underhill and 
he's nowhere close to a, a finished package by any stretch of the imagination. But as an overager coming across the pond, um, this is really into getting this seventh rounder over uh, in, a, in an environment where he's going to develop, um, acclimate uh, to a new culture. Um, really couldn't ask for a better setup this season. Um, you know, when he signed, uh, the Lightning ended up signing contract constraints may have been the uh, reason for this, but uh, he signed a, a pact with Syracuse, uh, an, an AHL contract, and um, well, exactly how many games he spends with Syracuse, whether he goes and spends some time uh, in uh, Orlando, the Solar, Bla- Solar Bears, um, I just I, I think this is just uh, an ideal setup for uh, for the player and for the organization uh, to perhaps accelerate him uh, his development and his his adjustment really um, to uh, North American hockey and uh, he, he just gotta love the package you see there especially with the skills that they're undeniable um, again I think with with time when you get him on this uh, you get him on a weight regimen he's skating with uh, He's under the, the, the close care of the uh, organization there, um, uh, the trainers. I, I, you know, this season, whatever happens, this if he if he follows in Volkov's footsteps and and notches twenty plus goals uh, with Syracuse, I mean that's 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 gravy. Let's regardless of what he actually does production wise, um, I think we were sort of uh, ahead of the curve now. He's he's here and. Um, you know, we got to look at him in the uh, rookie tournament um, just a few weeks back. And he, he came in for the uh, training campaign. He did not get into an exhibition game, uh, a preseason game with the Lightning. But, um, again, I just give this some time. But I'm saying this now. I think there's uh, I think there's a lot to like with this player. And uh, we'll see how everything shakes out. But with the right tutelage, we might just have on our hands uh, – Another example of the uh, Lightning's genius at work over there. That whoever, whoever's scouting Russia for the Lightning, uh, wow, give them more rubles, double the budget, more rubles. Thank you, as always, for listening. And if you want to get in on the app, you can visit www.anchor.fm/nets-and-bolts to leave a voice message with your take or question, or just send a tweet. And if you really like the show, please consider subscribing to and or sharing it if you haven't already. Adios.